I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, KSL News Time, 530. KSL's top story this hour. Utah's population, homeless population, is in focus again this morning as we deal with cold temperatures in the wake of the latest storm. At the same time, a new report indicates more children are experiencing homelessness in our state. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with details. Adam? Amanda, the new report by the Crossroads Urban Center found that nearly 6,500 people part of a family with children received homeless services in Utah just last year. That includes nearly 900 children aged 6 or younger. And in just the last year, people from families and children utilizing emergency shelters went up 30%. This comes at the same time average household income and rent prices have dramatically increased. The organization is now encouraging state leaders to pursue things like increasing funding for affordable housing. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. KSL Weather Now. Matt Johnson's back with us this morning, and the record-breaking storm this week dropped 16.9 inches at the Salt Lake International Airport, beating the average snowfall for all of February by more than six inches. Did we ever get slammed with the snow? Some people smiling, some people crying. <laughs> uh, solitude, 33 inches of snow. The mountains picked up two to three feet. You know it's a big storm when Tuila and Harriman pick up 25 and 24 inches, respectively. West Jordan, 21. Brigham City, 16. West Valley, 15. Two feet, just shy of it. In South Jordan, Olympus Cove, 18, and Bountiful Bench with 12 inches. There's some great video from the resorts uh, yesterday of people needing snorkels to breathe because <laughs> the snow is coming up over their head. Oh, my goodness. Matt says we'll see on again, off again, snow showers today, followed by some storms on Sunday and uh, Tuesday. We're hearing more from school districts today about changes to class schedules thanks to all this snow. KSL News Radio's Kate Davis is live with more, Kate. Yeah, we've just learned that Granite School District is joining the list of schools, switching to remote learning today. District spokesperson Ben Horsley says tens of thousands of students and employees are struggling to dig out this morning. They can't even leave their homes or or their neighborhoods uh, due to uh, snow removal problems and issues and delays. Tooele and Jordan school districts are also remote today. A handful of other schools are opting for a two-hour delay like Weber and Canyons districts. Live, Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. The massive winter storm that's winding down here in northern Utah is still impacting a big part of the country. At the same time, people in the south are going through a February heat wave. The southeast record heat could stick around for days. It could be 40 degrees warmer than usual in some areas. Baltimore could see temperatures in the 80s, potentially breaking a record set in the 1800s. And while areas like McAllen, Texas hit 95 degrees Wednesday, the Dakotas were below zero, a 100-degree temperature difference in the continental U.S. Experts say climate change is most apparent in winter months in both high and low temperature readings. ABC's Jacqueline Lee reporting. Patrick Greenville is back in Kiev this morning saying the U.N. is getting ready to mark the one-year anniversary of the invasion with a rebuke of Russia. The United Nations General Assembly is considered likely to pass a resolution today or tomorrow calling for Russia to immediately withdraw its troops from Ukraine. It would be a non-binding resolution, but it would be a very strong show of continuing global support for Ukraine, time to coincide with the one-year anniversary of the full-scale invasion. 
Speaking of Patrick Rievel, uh, this is file audio one year ago as he reported in the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, where explosions started as Russia's uh, President Putin announced the invasion. We have been hearing some loud booms, several loud booms now uh, coming across, echoing kind of across the, the city. We're right in the city center. Um, it's not clear at all how close these booms were. They were relatively loud. Um, I think it seems likely that they were on the edge of the city. We don't know what they were. It could could possibly be missiles landing. First look traffic now takes us over to you, Andy. Right now watching I-15, it's been uh, pretty good compared to yesterday. Uh, There is a stretch up by Brigham City where it's still a bit snowy. It's been more going into canyons this morning. That's an issue. Little is closed again this morning for avalanche control. Big is open but with restrictions. And if you're trying to travel between Park City and Heber, that stretch of Highway 40 is uh, treacherous once again because of snowy conditions. Amanda? All right. Thank you, Andy. We'll check back in. Eye on the Hill 2023, a unanimous vote in the Utah State Senate sends a bill allowing religious clothing and school sports to the governor for his signature. Here's KSL News Radio's Alessandra Harris. House Bill 163 would allow students to wear modest or religious clothing during school and organizational sports that use public school facilities for its activities. It also states that if the organization requires the garment to be a specific color or material, the organization itself would have to pay the cost. This bill is a follow-up to a resolution made last year in the Utah House to recognize modesty and religious freedom for student-athletes. The purpose of this bill is to accommodate all cultures and help children participate in sports in a way that they feel comfortable. If signed by Governor Spencer Cox, the bill would be effective on July 1st. Alessandra Harris, KSL News Radio. People with diabetes in the U.S. continue to struggle to find the drug Ozempic as it soars in popularity as a weight loss aid. There's a big misconception that people are getting prescribed, for example, Munjaro or Ozempic to lose just a little bit of weight. That's not the case. The doctors that we spoke with say that the people that are being prescribed these medications have a BMI over 30, which makes them clinically obese, right? And the obesity is classified as a disease, just like diabetes. ABC's Monica Sarabdi reporting. A cold case solved in Burlington, Vermont, more than 50 years later, thanks to a cigarette butt. Police say they now know who killed 24-year-old Rita Curran back in 1971. The schoolteacher was found strangled to death, and investigators at the time collected the cigarette at the scene. For 50 years, they have waited for justice. Uh, Rita's parents died waiting for it. Wow. Burlington Police Detective uh, Lieutenant James Treeb says the DNA test led them to a man named William DeRoos who lived upstairs from the victim and has been questioned at or had been questioned after the murder. The power of science and DNA research. wonder why it took 50 years, though. We've had good DNA research for a long time Mm. that have been exonerating uh, those in prison. Maybe it was just on a a waiting list to get, uh, you know, those tests are delayed sometimes. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. 
Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.